0: Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts.
1: Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 73 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about liquor decanters.
0: Liquor decanters. This should be a fun one. There's lots to talk about regarding liquor decanters. What's your experience with them? I mean, what do you, how do you use them other than to pour your liquor?
1: Well, I'm not a big drinker, but I have um, I have sold a lot. My grandmother, they, my family didn't drink my family doesn't drink but there are um liquor decanners at my grandmother's house that were all lined up on a shelf that were very interesting growing up as a child i i would notice the figures on the shelf and then um after she passed we had them all and um to be honest her collection of liquor decanners were completely worthless <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Yeah, so I I started early on looking them up on my eBay career and I I didn't have um desirable types. Right. I can't right. remember now what the brands were at the time, but they're all over the place still mm-hmm. today on Value. When
0: was this with your grandmother? When did you have to sell off her collection? It was about
1: 8 years ago.
0: Yeah. In in the past 20 years, uh, prices for decanters have just tanked. Uh, And Before we get going too much farther, let me uh, clarify a point for our listeners. We're talking about empty decanters. We're not talking about decanters and bottles with liquor in them, because that's problematic from so many directions, not the least of which is that selling liquor without a license is illegal. Yes. And people have been arrested for doing that. But there's right now there's a big bubble in whiskey sales. Auctions are, are being held selling high end whiskey and people are paying big bucks for it and and there are Facebook groups that are, are essentially black markets. You know, people will join these groups and and go in and and uh, offer uh, bottles of whiskey at high prices. And folks will see those high prices. And just just like baseball cards and Beanie Babies, they want to get in on the action. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're not going to be discussing anything about those things. We're talking about empty bottles, the glass.
1: Yes. And um, I wonder if they're all glass. Some are like ceramic, I think, porcelain.
0: Yeah, porcelain. When I when I say glass, I mean if you drop it, it'll break. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to the plastic that will bounce. Yeah, it's um, I'm amazed at all of the the different figures and types of bottles and glass. I'm not a big drinker either. I mean, I can go months without having any liquor at all, but. Uh, I go into the local ABC store, because I live in Virginia, there's state stores, and see all kinds of really nice bottles. And I look at it and go, wow, it would be really nice to have that bottle. And then I see the price that they want for it. Oh. And I go, okay, well, that's a mediocre whiskey. I'll buy this cheap one, cheaper one over here, with the same stuff in a different bottle. (laughs) Because I don't really buy them to collect. But uh, I've seen some that I would love to have. My wife collects nutcrackers. Oh, nice! You know, of all different sizes and qualities and that sort of thing. And Jim Beam, for a while, was releasing holiday editions of of nutcrackers. Oh. I believe it was Jim Beam. They've done so many over the years, Jim Beam.
1: Yes, Jim Beam has amazing, (laughs) amazing bottles. And I wonder if they weren't the leader that, you know, started it all. I I mean, I didn't check the history, but they go way back.
0: Yeah, they do. Whiskey wasn't available in glass bottles until after World War II. I think it was sometime in the 50s. Uh, Because before that, remember, from the the 20s to the early 30s was Prohibition, and you weren't supposed to buy it at all. And before that, uh, before Prohibition, whiskey was stored in glass, but it was for storage. You didn't drink out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jim Beam may have been the one to start doing figural uh, decanters. The story I heard was that they would wait until they had some whiskey that was over it was too old because the the sweet spot for aging in burma is 10 to 20 years if they had some older bourbon they put it in a fancy bottle <laughs> uh, but and you can buy it and you can buy it in a fancy bottle but you can't keep it for too long because it's already overaged and the longer you keep it the worse it's going to taste mm-hmm. so they've had enough of those things over the years that they have actually printed price guides collection guides of course Mm -hmm. most of the printed ones aren't any good anymore because the prices are ridiculous but what they do is give you nice pictures of the bottles so you can tell what you got and you can use it as a point of comparison if you're talking about just the bottle itself not the contents of the
1: it's interesting, Wayne, because as I was researching, um, of course, my spelling is horrible, and so I spelled real fast decanter with an O um, at the end, T O R, and only like fifty five came up on eBay, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's the ex- that's a clue. I've spelled it wrong. So, so and eBay did not correct me. That's the interesting thing. So here's a hot tip for everybody. If you look at current listings and type in liquor decanter with a T-O-R on the end, you will find some that are actually valuable (laughs) that are not listed properly. So Hmm. you could do a quick flip.
0: Well, searching... Misspellings and that sort of thing is an insider trick that uh, people have been profiting from for a long time.
1: Yep, yeah. However, eBay, like on Doc Martin shoes or on on Cupid dolls, eBay actually corrects you a lot of times. And what I mean by correcting you, I mean that they'll bring in the misspellings in addition to the search. So they bring in the correct spelling and the the wrong spellings all in one search, and I've seen them correct it. So you it it didn't matter if you were searching for whatever spelling because they were all showing up the misspellings and the regular. But decanter is not at this point. So let's keep it a secret. Okay. So eBay don't know.
0: That's right. So for our tens of thousands of listeners, mom's the word. Yes. Don't tell tell anybody.
1: anybody. (laughs) Yes, so, I mean, I don't need items right now, but I'm so tempted to buy a couple of them and flip them. So, check it out. Uh, Do you collect them? Now, Wayne, you know I only collect dust.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of these days I'm going to learn to not ask that question.
1: (laughs) eBay memorabilia and
0: dust. We have a few in a cabinet, but I I used to buy them and take the labels off and fill them with colored water and put them on a windowsill. So the sun would shine through them. And that was a completely decorative thing. Yeah. I thought it was cool back in the eighties, but now people would say, Hey, well, that's tacky.
1: <laughs> Who wants that? Right. Right. Um, now, unless you have a lot of glass windows, you know, that you'd like, I, it is pretty. I don't care. It, it is pretty seeing the bottles in the windows. As far as um, collecting goes, I I do like to like I'll buy something because it's fun and attractive, and I look at it for a little while. But I always have the intention to resell it or flip it. I don't I don't intentionally, you know. I'm going through my little um, Art Deco lamps right now, but I keep right. looking at them, going, mm, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting over that now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you know, I mentioned
0: how I would take the labels off of it. Let me address Oh, that. yes, yes. You're not supposed to do that. Collectors no. want to put the labels on because it helps you. It tells you what brand it was. If you take the label off, unless it's embossed into the glass, you just don't know. So having the label on it is good. Also, if it comes in a, a collector's box, Sure. Take the the bottle with the label and put it back in the box, and that's worth more to collectors. Well, Dana, this is a good place to pause for a word from our sponsor. So hold tight. We'll be right back. Hey, eBay sellers. It pays to know what you've got and what it's worth. That's why you need WorthPoint. WorthPoint.com is the world's largest resource for pricing antiques and collectibles with millions of items, photos, and sold for prices. With their free mobile app for iPhone and Android, you can carry the power of WorthPoint right in your pocket, wherever you go. For a seven-day, seven-lookup free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Okay, Dana, uh, I've put down my drink from our break, and let's get back to it. We're discussing flipping liquor decanters. Let's pick up where we left off. There are other ways of identifying glass. Sometimes the glass is embossed, or uh, if it's pre prohibition, it's got a little pontal mark on the bottom of it because the bottles were hand blown. And after prohibition, of course, you know, the, the laws surrounding liquor changed a lot during prohibition. They broke the process of manufacturing and selling liquor into three divisions. They separated the manufacture of it from the warehousing and distribution of it and the retailing of it. So that's why the laws are so screwy from state to state. But after Prohibition, along with the changes in the law, the government instituted a rule that companies have to emboss into the glass, federal law forbids sale or reuse of this bottle. And it had to be on every bottle. Of course, today, that's not the case because Mm -hmm. they discontinued that in 1964. But if you've got that saying on a bottle, then, you know, the bottle was sometime between the end of Prohibition, which was 1932 or somewhere in there, until 1964. So that helps you date the bottle. Other bottles might have a batch number or a bottle date. But the, the gist of all this is keep the label. Just okay. like any other collectible, keep it with the label and in the col- in the original box. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you're going to fill it with colored water and put it on your windowsill. And then you can join Wayne at the Tacky Club.
1: <laughs> you know, Wayne, I, I do want to point out when you're talking about labels, it also is um, part of that collection is the the hat, the sticker or label, whatever you want to call it, that goes around the lid that connects the lid to the bottle.
0: The tax stamp.
1: Thank you. Let's talk about that.
0: Well, if it doesn't have a tax stamp, then you may be having moonshine. Okay. Or just something illegal. Crazy. With the bubble being what it is now, people will search eBay for notable bottles and then fill it with the cheap stuff. Oh, yeah. And try to, try to resell it. Let's talk about the condition. We've talked a little bit about identification, and another important part of determining the value of a bottle is its condition. Sure. So bottles that are missing things, like the label or the cork, or if they're uh, cracked or if they had a handle on it but don't have it anymore, then... Those bottles are essentially worthless. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't buy them with the idea that you can flip them. With Jim Beams, Jim Beam almost always came in some kind of collector's box or a case.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes it would be wood, sometimes it would be heavy cardboard. It's important to have it all there. So, once you know what it is and you've identified it, As to to brand and when it was made, if it's got all the parts, that's when you've got something that's flippable. Okay. When I was doing estate sales, almost every home I did, or every estate I did, uh, had liquor. They would have either a full-blown bar or a liquor cabinet or just a few bottles up, up in the kitchen. But I couldn't sell those. Because I didn't have a liquor license. I could give them away, but I couldn't sell them.
1: Um, I had a client bring me a lot of um, decanters at one point of my consignment career. And a lot of them had broken corks at the top. You could still screw the top on, but the cork would be missing or partial, very delicate. And Mm -hmm. some of them... um, the other thing was a lot of paint chips. So if the the figurine, cuz they are really like figurine statues, sure. if if they have rubbings or or paint chips, some of them even had so much paint worn off that they were clear glass but behind the paint. Right. So there goes your value as well. And I'll tell you they were challenging to sell and In my opinion, I personally wouldn't take um, collections like that anymore because Mm -hmm. they were hard to sell. They were a hard sell. What made them hard to sell? They were common. Mm -hmm. They were common Jim Beam. Um, They were easy to find. They were a dime a dozen. Mm -hmm. And when I would do my research and, you know, it's one of those things where, You know, you're on the phone with someone and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll take your stuff. Okay, yeah, bring it over. And when they come with these decanters, maybe three out of 50 are valuable. Right. (laughs) You know, and you're like, oh my goodness, why did I waste my time? And, and so I would end up um, shooting them out to auction, 99 cent auctions, and, and explaining to them, Okay, these are low value. We're gonna roll the dice. Um, we don't have any other options. Um, this is just the way it is because they're not valuable. Otherwise, you can pick them back up, and they don't want them back. They're like, do what, do whatever you can. Right. So personally, if I'm out treasure hunting and liquor decanters are a dime a dozen, I I see them everywhere. I see right. them, garage sales, antique sales estates, flea markets, I'm always going to spot one. And you have to spend the time to look them up because in my opinion, nine times out of 10, they're not going to be worth flipping.
0: And the prices have crashed. The, the manufacturers caught on to the fact that there was a demand for these decanters. Yes. So they started making more of them. And pretty soon the market was flooded with them. And like you say, they're, they're very commonplace. It's Like going to a flea market or a garage sale now and seeing beanie babies. Ooh, aren't these cute? I remember (laughs) these, but you don't buy them to flip them.
1: Right now, the exception to this rule would be if they are numbered, and if they're numbered and there's a number on them that you know is like number ten out of three hundred, or you know they're numbered kind of like paintings or art where. You know, there were only so many made now that's going to make me look twice, take a second look. And if I read, read something like that on a bottle, then I'm going to spend a few moments. I'm going to look it up on worth point first thing to see what they've been selling for. And I know Vegas, the MGM, the different hotels, they actually put out limited edition bottles that were special decanters to match their brand. And things like that, that have the numbers on them, I would definitely take spend a few more minutes to look it up.
0: Right. And I think that's true across the board is to do the research and and look it up because prices are up and down. Uh, They'll be affected by whether or not it's a limited edition. And you really don't know until you look it up what's hot that week. Because as the black market for illicit liquor sales yeah. expands from social media and yeah and places like that, there will be almost a hot item of the week.
1: That's right. That's right. And that's a good point, Wayne, because when there is a hot item or if there is um something trending like um when we were talking about New York memorabilia, say Statue of Liberty is trending right now because they're doing a remake and they're whatever, suddenly anything with that is going to be valuable. Like I can remember when, um, anything with the Eiffel tower (laughs) was sell like hotcakes. Eiffel towers were hot. You could put them on dish towels. You could put them on statues. I mean, anything you listed that had Eiffel tower on it was hot. So pay attention to your trends because if it's, if, you know, soldiers are trending, then those, um, bottles, the Brooks bottles, may be valuable that are all the soldiers.
0: Yeah, and of course, bucking the trends are people who collect within a subset of anything. For example, they might buy an Elvis liquor decanter to put next to their velvet painting of Elvis and their uh, 50s record player with all the forty-five. That's a self-contained little subset there.
1: So that's a brilliant point because you are going to have different types of collectors. Sure. It's it's more than just the collector that collects barware. One
0: of my basic principles, and our listeners will have heard me say this dozens of times, is that if you're going to flip something, it's important to know, first of all, who your buyer's going to be and whether or not people are actually collecting this.
1: There you go. There you go. Another another tip Is when you are listing a decanter and it is um, a figurine or statue category, you're going to want to list it in two categories, not only in barware, but in what it represents. Like if it's a Dalmatian dog, you're going to, even though it's a Jim Beam, you're going to want to add that second category for animals, dogs, Dalmatians.
0: Sure. I don't collect decanters, but my wife collects nutcrackers. So, if I found a nutcracker decanter, that's a perfect area. There you go. I would be very likely to buy it. There you go. In fact, maybe I'll put that on my Christmas list. <laughs> Santa whiskey. That's right. Buy it full and I'll drink it and she can have the glass. <laughs> okay, Dana. Well, I'm looking at the Jim Beam clock on the wall and it says that it's happy hour. And we should wrap this up and move on and start making some plans for next week. So it's been great.
1: Thanks for the conversation. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers.
0: You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint.